موسیقی أما بعد فأعوذ بالله السميع العليم من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم ألم يأن للذين آمنوا أن تخشع قلوبهم لذكر الله وما نزل من الحق إلى آخر الآية صدق الله المولان العظيم وصدق رسوله النبي الحبيب الكريم ونحن على ذلك لمن الشاهدين والشاكرين 
Alhamdulillah, Rabbil Alameen. All praises are due to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Master of the world. Peace and salutation to Ruth and Salawat be upon our beloved Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam in great abundance forever and ever diamond abada. My respected ulama ikram, respected elders and brothers in Islam, we praise and thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that Allah ta'ala has blessed us with the wealth of Iman. Allah has blessed us to be from the Ummat of Ahmad Mujtaba, Muhammad Mustafa, Sarkar Du'anam sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Allah ta'ala has made us the reciters of the kalima la ilaha illallah Muhammad Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. May Allah ta'ala keep us with Iman, strengthen our Iman, strengthen the Iman of our family, our children, our community, locality, and Ummat at large. May Allah strengthen our Iman, take us away from this world with Iman and resurrect us on the day of Qiyamah with complete and coming Iman. In the khutbah that I recited, I recited one of the verses of the Holy Qur'an wherein Allah Ta'ala says, أَلَمْ يَعْنِنِ الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا أَنْ تَخْشَعَ قُلُوبُهُمْ لِذِكْرِ اللَّهِ وَمَا نَزَلَ مِنَ الْحَقِّ Is it not time, has the time not arrived for the hearts of the believers to submit to Allah's remembrance and the truth has been revealed? يَعْنِنِ الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا Is it not time that we start bringing the fear of Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala and start believing and practicing upon what Allah Ta'ala has revealed upon us. In this ayat, in the commentary of this ayat, Hazrat Aisha radiallahu ta'ala mentions that once Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam entered the masjid, when he entered, he saw some sahaba in a group were sitting and laughing. So when Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam moved his car from his face, you could see there was anger and his face was getting red with anger. So Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam asked his sahaba that, do you all have any Assurity that you are going to Jannah, that you are wasting time in laughing. So the Sahaba turned on and asked Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, O Nabi of Allah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, what is the expiation for the laughing that we committed now while we were, in the, while we were sitting amongst our companions? Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said, cry as much as you are laughing. Cry as much as you are laughing. Allah respected others and brothers, we are living in a world where we, sometimes we need to laugh, sometimes we need to smile, sometimes we need to cry. But then most of the time we should be crying or most of the time we should have that worry and concern that oh Allah, how am I going to leave this world? Oh Allah, keep me with Iman. Oh Allah, take me away from this world with Iman. And oh Allah, resurrect us on the day of Qiyamah with complete and coming Iman. May Allah Ta'ala keep, keep us with Iman and take us away from this world with Iman. So Allah Ta'ala revealed this ayat when this happened. That Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam saw the Sahaba laughing and Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said, is it not time that now we fear and bring the fear of Allah in our hearts more and remember Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala and believe in what has been what has been revealed upon us. This verse was recited in the presence of Hazrat Abu Bakr ta'ala anhu when he was sitting with the people of Yamama. And when they heard this verse, they started crying and they started weeping. So Abu Bakr radiallahu ta'ala anhu says, said to them, we also used to cry like this. Thereafter, such people came upon whose hearts were hardened. Uh, unfortunately, in today's times, our hearts have also become hardened because we forgot the remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we forgot about the command of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and we forgot that we have, we have, an, we have a, a primary objective which is to fulfill the command of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and follow the sunnah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. It is mentioned about an incident under the commentary of this ayat Fuzayd bin Ayaz, rahmatullah alayhi rahmah, was a famous muhaddis and is regarded as one of the greatest saints of the time. But before him becoming a very close friend of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, before him becoming a very pious person in the eyes of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he was a robber. 
and during one of his robberies, he was climbing a wall to get into a compound, and he was, he liked a girl from that house. So he was climbing the wall to go and see her, or to speak to her, whatever it was. But as he was doing this, he heard the ayat of the Quran, Alam that has the time not arrived for the heart of the believer to submit to Allah's remembrance and the truth has been revealed. As soon as he heard this verse, he exclaimed, Certainly, O my Rabb, the time has certainly arrived. Saying this, he turned and headed toward a deserted house. There he found a few travelers who were sitting in this house, and these people were passing by, they were traveling, and some of them said, we rather leave now. And some of them said, no, Fuzail is around. Fuzail was a robber at that time. He is around. So if we go out now, Fuzail may rob us. And Fuzail was at the entrance of this house and he heard the conversation that was taking place between these travelers. When Fuzail overheard this conversation, he thought, I have been spending my entire nights in sin and the Muslims are now terrified on me. It seems as if Allah Ta'ala has sent me to this place at the, in this night so that I forsake sinning. He then made dua to Allah Ta'ala, O oh Allah, I beseech your forgiveness and my repentance is that I shall spend my life at your sacred home in Makkah. He gave up his sinning, he made dua to Allah, forgive me, and he turned back towards Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And he then decided to migrate from there to Makkah Mukarramah. He left for Makkah, where he spent his entire life in Ibadah, not worried about anything of this dunya. He spent all his time in Ibadah. He abstained from talking to people. He abstained from sitting in the company of people, only in the Ibadah of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and in this way, Allah Ta'ala took him away from this world. Uh, I forgot to mention at the beginning that the person who read the hundred darud upon Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, hundred darud upon, uh, upon Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, Anas Radiallahu Ta'ala says that Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said, the one who sent darud upon me, Allah writes between his two eyes. Allah writes between the two eyes of a person that this person is free from hypocrisy and this person is free from the hellfire. And on the day of judgment, he will be kept amongst the martyrs. Allah give us a tawfiq that we can also read the road upon Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Every day of our life, try and read inshallah in the morning and evening, hundred times the road upon Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. And on the Mubarak day of Friday, at least try and read a little bit more, where inshallah, summa inshallah, this the road on the day of Qiyamah will be a means of saving us from hellfire, or it will be a means, inshallah, of us crossing the Bulsira to the speed of lightning and entering Jannah to down in the reckoning. At the present moment, we see the catastrophe, the trials and tribulations the Ummah is going through, and especially in Palestine, where our Muslims are being slaughtered, where our Muslims are being uh, killed, and the fight is going on between the Israelis and the Palestinians. Now, in the late, late 1800s, there were a lot of uh, unjust behavior towards the Jews going on in Europe. The Jews never had any place to stay. The Jews never had any place to stay. So there was very a lot of unjust uh, behavior going on towards them. So these Jews decided that they need to create their own state. They need to create their own state. So they moved from country to country. They went to Uganda. They went to Argentina. They went to many places. But in the end, they all ended up in Palestine. In the end, they ended up in uh, Palestine. So at that time, who was in Palestine? Before these people came into Palestine, before these people that were in Europe came out into Palestine, there were Palestinians, and the Palestinians of Palestine at, Palestine at that time consisted of Muslims, Christians, uh, Jews, and all these people. 
So they were the Palestinians at that time. So these Palestinians, these people, these Jews that came from other countries came into Palestine. And at that time, the Palestinians of Palestine at that time were living under the British rule. And it so happened that now, because these Palestinians were given place in Palestine and the British were paying for their expenses and bringing them into Palestine, more and more Jews started coming into Palestine. And the British were seeing to the expense of these people coming into Palestine. And the Palestinians, the people of Palestine, they were not given any rights. They were not given any rights. They were put aside and the British were supporting these people and putting, bringing them and putting them into Palestine. So from early 1900s to 1948, there was a double colonization happening to the Palestinians. First, it was British presence. The British were ruling the people of Palestine. And second, there was a mass Jewish immigration which was funded by the British with no regard to the Palestinian people. Then in 40, 1948, the Nakba uh, happened, which means uh, the catastrophe where millions of Palestinians were killed because the Jews believed that they need to have their own state. So they wiped out the people of Palestine, the, the original people of Palestine. They started killing them. Millions were killed and the Jews uh, decided to take over. And since then, since 1948, the Palestinians have two things. One is the original Palestinians, they have two things. One is they are stateless, they don't have a state of their own. And the second is they are living under military occupation in Palestine. So Palestine wants equal rights, but since 1948, they have not been afforded their rights. 75 years of land theft has been taken from them. 75 years of oppression, they have been oppressed for the last 75 years and 75 years of no rights to the Palestinians. They have no rights. The Palestinians have no rights. Now all these things, respected others and brothers, comes down to uh, uh, the Imam of Masjid al-Aqsa wrote, wrote a letter to Hazrat Mufti Ibrahim, Sadiq Isab Damal Barakatum of Isifigo uh, Madresa, explaining to him the circumstances and the conditions of the Palestinians and uh, asked why there's no support from the Muslim country. And Mufti Sahib mentions and explained <coughs> That he read in the tafsir of Hazrat Mawlana Asaf Ali Tarmi Rahmatullah Ali that Allah has different systems for Masjid al-Aqsa and Allah has a different system for Masjid al-Haram which is in Makkah al-Mukarramah. Hazrat Mawlana Asaf Ali Tarmi Rahmatullah Ali mentions in this uh, tafsir that the kuffar will not be able to gain, gain control of Baytullah. Baytullah is protected by Allah and Allah Ta'ala is the sole protector of the Baytullah. Nobody can get here, nobody can harm uh, Baytullah. But concerning and regarding Bayt al-Maqdis, the kuffar, uh, the condition of the Muslim Ummah does not affect this protection, that is the, the, the Masjid al-Haram, which is in Makkah. The condition of the Ummah will not affect Masjid al-Haram, but the condition of the Ummah will uh, affect Masjid al-Aqsa. The condition of Masjid al-Aqsa is centered and based on the condition of the Muslim Ummah. If the Ummah is obedient to Allah Ta'ala, then Masjid al-Aqsa will be in their full control. If the Ummah is in disobedience to Allah, then the Muslim Ummah loses control of Masjid al-Aqsa and the land of Palestine control is handed over to our enemies, which we should see today. Which we see today, that because we have turned away from Allah, we have turned away from the command of Allah, we have turned away from the Sunnah of Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, for many years conquered Palestine, Brought it, into, brought it into the control of the Muslims and for many years the Muslims ruled it until such time came when slowly, slowly deen came out of our lives 
And in that way, Masjid Laksa also came out of the hands of the Muslims. We raise our voices. Now the important part is we raising voices. We want to go. We want to march. We want to have. Uh, we want to take out our flag. We want to do a march on the streets to show the people that we love Palestine. So what Mufti Zab says, we raise our voices against the Israeli Zionist forces who desecrate our beloved Masjid Laksa. We march against the injustice. We wave the Palestinian flag everywhere. We wear its colors and in some way or the other, all in solidarity. But the main thing, respected elders and brothers, Muftis have mentioned is, if we are not performing salah, and if in our lives there is disobedience to Allah, then let us understand that the very, very sad reality, we are instrumental in the desecration and violation of Masjid Laksa and the oppression of the Palestinian people. If we don't bring the command of Allah, what Allah Ta'ala says in the Quran, Allah will not change the condition of the Ummah until the Ummah changes their condition. Until we don't change, until Allah will not change conditions until we don't change our condition. Now we can see there's a problem in front of us. We can see that now Palestine is in the hand of the non-Muslims. Our Muslims are being massacred. Our mothers, our sisters, buildings are being brought down to the ground. Uh, killing is taking place. Not only Palestine, Burma, Israel. Afghanistan, Pakistan, India, China. China is another country which is torturing the Muslims a lot. But all this is happening because of the because of the wrongdoings of men, because of the wrongdoings of the Muslims. That whatever is happening in the world is because of our wrongdoings. Allah will make all this happen. Because of the doings of man, so man can return back to Allah. So we can turn back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in repentance and ask Allah ta'ala for his divine help and assistance. So Imam Malik rahmatullah has said very aptly in his time, the last generation of the Ummah can only be reformed by that which is reformed, reformed in its first generation. What the previous generation what reform they used, that whatever, uh, whatever they were taught and the wrongdoings that they had, they took it out and they brought the teaching of Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. So the teaching of Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam brought them back onto the Sirat al-Mustaqim or brought them back onto the right path. That same kind of reformation will bring us back. The same kind of uh, actions will take us back to the Sirat al-Mustaqim and will take us back to closer to Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. The first step for a Muslim, for us as the Ummah of Rasulullah is to bring Salah into our life. And we, and we mention it, we mention it again just to remind ourselves that the first question to be, the first thing we are going to be questioned about is our Salah in, uh, on the day of Qiyamah. So we need to bring Salah into our lives. We need to strengthen our Iman. We need to strengthen the Iman of our family members, our children, our community members and the Ummah at large. Bring Salah in my life, bring Salah in the life of my children, Bring Salah in the life of the members of my family and in this way we will see the help of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We will see Allah's mercy dawning upon us. Allah's mercy, Allah's rahmat, Allah's barakat will come upon us. But the first step is we Muslims, the ummah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa has to take that first step, go towards Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and start establishing the command of Allah, bring alive back the command of Allah and bring alive back the sunnah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So the first step establishing Salah into our lives and working towards bringing the whole of Islam into our lives. Practically, if we want, if we really want to solve our problem, this is the only way. The only way is 
bring the command of Allah into our lives and follow the sunnah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. We make to Allah Ta'ala, make it easy for the Muslims of Palestine. Allah is their suffering. Allah Ta'ala, return Masjid Laksa back to the hands of the Muslims. Allah Ta'ala, remove the difficulties that every Ummah is going through. Allah grant everyone, every Ummah, the Afiyat and Barakat in this one and thereafter. Whoever is sick in our family, our community, our locality, Allah grant them all Shifai, Kamina, Amina, Mustamira. Whoever has passed away in our family, our community and the locality, Allah full the covers of Nur, Allah make the Maghfirat. Allah grant them and Allah Jannah to those who turn in the reckoning. And we make dua, Allah Ta'ala make the last words come out from our mouth. But we die, ilaha illallah, Muhammadur Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Wa akhiru da'wana, alhamdulillah. Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar. Ashhadu an la ilaha
تسليما اللهم صل على محمد عبدك ورسولك وصل على المؤمنين والمؤمنات والمسلمين والمسلمات وبارك على محمد وازواجه وذريته قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم ارحم امتي بامتي ابو بكر واشدهم في امر الله عمر واصدقهم حيان عثمان واقضاهم علي وفاطمه سيده نساء اهل الجنه والحسن والحسين سيدا شباب اهل الجنه وحمزه اسد الله واسد رسوله اللهم اغفر للعباس وولده مغفره ظاهره وباطنه لا تغادر ذنبا رضوان الله تعالى عليهم وعلى كل الصحابه اجمعين الله الله في اصحابي لا تتخذوهم فرضا من بعده فمن احبهم فبحبي احبهم ومن ابغضهم فببغضي ابغضهم وخير القرون قرني ثم الذين يلونهم ثم الذين يلونهم اللهم ربنا آتنا في الدنيا حسنة وفي الآخرة حسنة وقنا عذاب النار عباد الله رحمكم الله إن الله يأمر بالعدل والإحسان وإيتاء ذي القربى وينهى عن الفحشاء والمنكر والبغي يعظكم لعلكم تذكرون فاذكروني أذكركم واشكروني ولا تكفرون الله أكبر الحمد لله رب العالمين الرحمن الرحيم مالك يوم الدين إياك نعبد وإياك نستعين اهدنا الصراط المستقيم صراط الذين أنعمت عليهم غير المغضوب عليهم ولا الضالين ألم نشرح لك صدرك ووضعنا عنك وزرك الذي أنقض ظهرك ورفعنا لك ذكرك فإن مع العسر يسرا إن مع العسر يسرا فإذا فرغت فانصب وإلى ربك فارغب الله أكبر سمع الله لمن حمده الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر 
الحمد لله رب العالمين الرحمن الرحيم مالك يوم الدين إياك نعبد وإياك نستعين اهدنا الصراط المستقيم صراط الذين أنعمت عليهم غير المغضوب عليهم ولا الضالين قل هو الله أحد الله الصمد لم يلد ولم يولد ولم يكن له كفوا أحد الله أبي الله لمن حمده الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر السلام عليكم ورحمة الله السلام عليكم ورحمة الله بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين ولا عقبة للمتقين والصلاة والسلام على رسوله سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وأصحابه أجمعين اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى آل سيدنا ومولانا محمد وبارك وسلم اللهم عنا على ذكرك وشكرك وحسن عبادتك اللهم أنت السلام ومنك السلام تبارك ربنا وتعليت يا ذو الجلال والإكرام اللهم ربنا آتنا في الدنيا حسنة وفي الآخرة حسنة وقنا عذاب النار اللهم إنك عفو كريم رحيم تحب العفو فاعف عنا يا كريم اللهم ربنا اغفر لنا ذنوبنا وقنا عذاب النار اللهم اهدنا في من هديت وعافنا في من عافيت وتولنا في من توليت وبارك لنا فيما عطيت وقنا واصرف عنا برحمتك شر ما قضيت فإنك تقضي ولا يقضى عليك إنه لا يذل من واليت ولا يعز من عاديت تباركت ربنا وتعاليت فلك الحمد على ما قضيت ولك الشكر على ما أعطيت نستغفرك اللهم من جميع الذنوب والخطايا ونتوب إليك وصلى الله على النبي الكريم وعلى آله وأصحابه أجمعين اللهم اللهم اغفرنا المؤمنين والمؤمنات والمسلمين والمسلمات وألف بين قلوبهم وأصلح ذات بينهم وانصرهم على عدوك وعدوهم اللهم العن الكفرة الذين يجحدون آياتك ويكذبون رسلك ويقاتلون أولياك اللهم شتت شملهم اللهم مزق جمعهم اللهم دمر ديارهم اللهم خالف بين كلمتهم وسلزن أقدامهم وامحو آثارهم وقطع دابرهم وأنزل بهم بأسك الذي لا ترده عن القوم المسلمين اللهم أهلكهم كما أهلكت عاد وثمود اللهم خذهم أخذ عزيز مقتدر اللهم إنا نسلك موجبات رحمتك وعزائم مغفرتك والغنيمة من كل بر والسلامة من كل إثم أسألك ألا تدع لنا ذما إلا خفرته ولا دينا إلا قضيته ولا مريضا إلا شفيته ولا ولدا إلا أصلحته ولا حاجة من حوائج الدنيا والآخرة هي لك رضا إلا قضيتها ويسرتها لنا برحمتك يا أرحم الراحمين اللهم في مرضانا اللهم في مرضانا اللهم في مرضانا ومرض المسلمين وارحم موتانا وموت المسلمين اللهم اغفر لهم وارحمهم وادخلهم في الجنة اللهم اغفر لهم وارحمهم وسكنهم في الجنة اللهم اغفر لهم وارحمهم وروحهم في الجنة اللهم اجعل قبورهم روضة من رياض الجنة اللهم ربنا تقبل منا إنك أنت السميع العليم وارنا مناسكنا 